I ask Reiki to flow to you for your highest good, engulfing you, flowing through you, in whatever ways are for your highest good. Throughout the entirety of this episode, and for however much longer, is for your highest good. I ask this to all take effect for the highest good, starting now. You're listening to Energy of the Empires, Audio Energy Healing, Episode 8, with Brandon Bloom. The title of this episode is The Power of Repetition. Let's dive in. A lot of our thoughts are habitual, based off of the book Power of Habit by Charles Duhiggs. A lot of our thoughts run on patterns and loops that we've been living for our whole lives. A lot of our thoughts repeat and they form the basis of our reality, so many have said. However, what if this is true on an even deeper level? Thoughts and words and phrases and questions all have energy. Everything has energy. Emotions have energy. People have energy. Things have energy. Energies have energy. Energies are energy. So how have what we have been habitually thinking, how have those thoughts been influencing us energetically? And by influencing us energetically, how have they been impacting us on all levels? There's a speaker on YouTube. His name is Matt Kahn. He has a lot of good stuff. And I would be remiss not to recommend you check him out. In one of his videos, he talks about how repeating phrases with the word gratitude helped anchor gratitude by saying, I feel grateful for that over and over and over again, by for things that you felt grateful. You were training yourself to look for things to feel grateful for, first of all. However, you are also training yourself to think about gratitude. And you could even apply this to phrases like, I wish I felt grateful for felt grateful for that if it's something you're not grateful for you could apply it to phrases like blessings of gratitude to all beings may all beings be blessed with gratitude as long as it had gratitude in the phrase you are anchoring gratitude and you are giving your mind and subconscious a reason to start looking for gratitude by thinking about it all the time and there's another wonderful author that of course i've already mentioned dane here author of Being You, Changing the World, is now the time. He talks about how when you ask questions, the energies of those answers are already there. For instance, if you ask, how would it feel being myself right now? That energy is there instantly, the second you finish that question, sometimes before you finish the question. So questions are very powerful in bringing about energies. This is true on a lot of levels. If I want to feel the energy of a crystal that's behind a glass case, well, first of all, you can feel it just by looking at it. However, if I want to feel how it would feel to hold it in my hand, I can just ask, I ask to feel how it would feel to hold that crystal in my left hand. And I will feel exactly how it would feel to hold that crystal in my left hand. If I want to feel the energies of a healing modality that I haven't experienced before, I can uh, say, I can ask for it. I can ask to feel the energies from that healing modality. Boom. They're there. 
you can actually even ask to use the entities of a healing modality you've never experienced before on yourself by just asking for it to flow through you. I ask for, for instance, uh, I actually don't know the names of any modalities I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But if I did, I could ask them to flow through me. It's very powerful. Asking you shall receive is true very tangibly on an energetic level. One of my favorite things about being energetically sensitive is it opens the door to infinity because you can feel everything. Emotions have an energy. People have an energy. Places have an energy. Moments in time have an energy. You could feel what it would be like in the 1930s and this particular location standing in this one spot just by asking to feel how that would feel. Pretty amazing. Moving on. If thoughts and repeated words have energy and they're bringing energy into our lives how can we shift our habitual thoughts and patterns to bring about the energies we'd like to experience in the world how can we shift what we're habitually thinking to start automatically bringing in energies and vibrations like gratitude and joy thereby shifting our states or at least making it easier for us to actually consciously, emotionally feel these things. There's a wonderful woman I've met named Natha J. She's the author of the book Waking Up Indigo, and she has an amazing blog, walkinginbothworlds.com. I highly, highly recommend you go and read some of what she has written there, especially if you're spiritually inclined. In one of her articles, she talks about how life is holographic, or the universe is holographic, so to speak, at least the one we live in. Our personal vibration is what causes the vibration of the external world around us. If we raise our vibration, the external reality around us will shift to match that. Literally. It's holographic. Let's look at that in another frame of mind another perspective uh my friend michael amade uh he runs the daily podcast the michael amade show very highly recommend that you subscribe to that and listen to it a lot of good stuff in one of his episodes he talked about how there's a girl who goes deep water fishing she'll dive without scuba deer scuba gear she'll dive deep and she'll get her harpoon ready and harpoon fish and one time she was going down And she's, you know, at the bottom of the ocean floor, however deep that would be. And she spears a fish. And right as she does that, she sees a shark swimming at her. And whatever, for whatever reason, what came over her was she reeled in the fish really quickly and just swam at the shark with the fish. And the shark bolted. And what his idea was, what he was getting at was, The energies that we put out into the world have a very real impact and effect. By fearlessly swimming at the shark, the shark swam away, responding to that energy. So, how do we develop the habits that allow us to shift the energies around us in the highest and best ways for ourselves and each other? One thing to do is to bring our awareness to our thoughts, of course. 
that's probably the first thing we'd want to do. That's actually a habit. A habit of living in presence, awareness, and consciousness. The habit of conscious awareness. How do we develop that? Well, meditation is a great place to start. The other things we want to get to are the patterns that are in place. What do we do about those? Well, we can break those patterns. Tony Robbins, you've probably heard of him, talks about pattern interrupts. What that is, is if people are very caught up in a loop, a cycle of thinking, of talking, and they're they're just going on and on and on like a record, a broken record, you can actually break that pattern by doing something very unexpected. For instance, he talked about one time he was talking to a woman who would go on and on and on and she was just on this loop and raving about how her life was terrible and he <laughs> splashed water on her and she <laughs> just like what the heck <laughs> and he's like keep going and then she'd start going again and going on and on and on and then he'd splash water on her she'd be like, what what and eventually she just started laughing and she couldn't get back to what she was going on and on about because he broke that pattern he interrupted that pattern enough times that she couldn't really get it going again very easily. And what that affords you the opportunity to do is to build a new pattern over it and overwrite it. A good way to break patterns, if we're going to go back to Dane here, which I am, you can ask questions. What would it take to break this pattern? Boom. The energy to break that pattern is there. You can ask questions that would bring in new energies. One of the ones he recommends is what else is possible and how does it get any better than this? That shifts that pattern and brings in a new energy that allows for things to be different. Now now we get back to building the new habit and pattern over the old one. And one way to do that is sheer repetition. I'm going to go to guitar playing because that's something I can speak to. When you look at the virtuosic musicians of the world, or anyone who's world-class in, in anything, especially, especially physically, though this applies mentally and emotionally as well, they are as good as they are. Sometimes they have natural inclinations, and often that's the case for very, very, very top of the class, like Michael Jordan was very athletically gifted. They built up what they had through repetition. On guitar, when you learn a technique, what you're doing is you're learning to forget. You're practicing and practicing and practicing until that technique can take care of itself habitually on autopilot. And you can focus on other things, like where in the song would this technique work? Or what am I playing after this technique? If you can focus on what you're playing next, and what you're playing already is taking care of itself, the chances of are of what you're playing next sounding way better than if you're stuck focusing on what you're doing right then are far better. So by building up the habits that automatically bring in the energies you want to live in and bring them through you and around you into your field, the more that allows you to expand from there. Okay, so you're already living in a good state. What else can you do? What other amazing things can you experience while you're in that state? I really feel that it opens you up.
first of all, the state you're living in is so important. It's the energy of the state you're living that determines the quality of your life. You've heard about the stereotypical miserable millionaires. It's very possible that those people could be <laughs> insanely happy and in a good state. It's the energy of their lives and the energies they're choosing to live in that's determining them not having a quality of life, at least as far as their state is concerned, that they would really like to have. And that goes for anyone. So let me talk about what I did last night that's related to the power of repetition and exactly what we're talking about. Last night, I was feeling really funky, kind of weird and out of balance energetically. And the way I ended up turning that around, well, first of all, I reached out, excuse me, reached out for help and got a wonderful energy beaming session from Mari, my friend Mari, she's awesome. And the second thing I did after that was I kind of went back to the Matt Kahn thing and just started anchoring good frequencies by repeating in my mind over and over and over again. And this might have gone on for an hour or longer. I was not keeping track, but I just kept repeating blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings, blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings, blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings. And very slowly, my field came back into balance as these higher frequencies started coming through me and around me as I thought them and spoke them. And one thing I did as the other thoughts started to creep in was I just had those thoughts start chanting with me. And so I almost felt like I might have had two or three voices chanting blessings of appreciation and all blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings at the same time. However, it was very effective. Slowly my body began to relax and the pains that I had from the tension subsided as well as some other pains as well because the vibration of my body was raising and those lower vibrational issues could not be sustained in those higher vibrational environments. That's a neat trick for you, by the way. And that's also part of how Reiki and other energy healing works. So you're starting to get an idea of the power of this repetition. How else is it powerful? Well, it takes a thought about 61 seconds, let's just say 70 to be safe. It takes a thought 70 seconds to leave an imprint in your mind. So repetitively thinking and repeating a blessing or positive phrase in your mind, with the understanding and intention it brings about those energies, leaves that beneficial frequency imprinted in your subconscious. Let me say that again. It takes about 70 seconds to leave an imprint in your mind. So repetitively thinking and repeating a blessing in your mind with the understanding and intention it brings about those energies, leaves that beneficial frequency imprinted in your subconscious. And that makes it more likely it's going to come up in your mind and thoughts throughout the rest of your day. So there are a couple of tools you can use to consciously start building the habit of these frequencies in your life and to start building the habits of thought that bring them about. Mala beads. They are rosary type prayer beads with 108 beads and you're supposed to say a mantra for each bead consciously and with presence as you go through it, holding each bead between your middle finger and thumb on your right hand. So it goes. 
Though, of course, there's no wrong way to go about it, quote-unquote. They say that if you do this every day for 40 days, if you go through and repeat your mantra 108 times every day for 40 days, it becomes a part of you. And how might that be true, both on a habit point of view and energetically? I highly recommend you start your day with this, if this is something you're going to do. Ask the questions, break any patterns from the dreams or the day before, and then ask other questions to bring in some other good starts to the energy, and then repeat your mantra 108 times to build up that frequency and put that imprint in your mind and energy field of those frequencies so that it's easier to go through the day with all that good energy built up. It'll be like a freight train, a freight train of goodness that you're starting your day with. And it might not be a bad idea to do it at night, just in case. There's a mantra I'm using every morning, and this is something I started recently, and it's something I'd like to share with you. I am and I can. And I'm doing this with my mala beads 108 times every morning. I am and I can. I am and I can. I am and I can. I am is a powerful statement. It denotes your presence. It also helps you detach from any identities. Because if you just are, that's all you are. A quick little tool that I find helpful Instead of, I am a musician, I am, and I happen to be doing musician things right now. I am, and I happen to be writing music. I am, and I happen to be doing energy healing stuff. It's a lot different than, I am an energy healer. I am, and I happen to be doing energy healing stuff. Takes away that attachment to that identity. Does that make sense? If you say, I am an energy healer, all of a sudden, you might start wanting to do things like what you think an energy healer should be doing as opposed to things that are in alignment with who you actually are. You can be yourself and do those things. Does that make sense? I hope so. I can. When I say I am and I can. I am and I can. I can opens up possibility. When there's a challenge, my mind will start to say I can. That word, I can, is imprinted in there. So I look at things and I say, I can. I look at the day and I say, I can. So you're imprinting yourself with presence and possibility. Presence and possibility. Presence and possibility. Pretty cool. Very cool. And you can do a whole lot with that, too. If you started your day and saying 108 times, blessings of gratitude enjoyed all beings your day would likely turn out very well because you're starting off with those energies in your field and you're more likely to attract them throughout the day because the universe is holographic. And as you raise your energies by repeating these phrases and bringing those vibrations through you, the rest of the world will respond. 
what else can we do with it? We can chant things that help us feel lighter. Things that are true for us will tend to feel lighter. That's going back to Dane here. And I've talked about that in the podcast already. Of course. So for me, patience always pays off is true. That rings true for me. So I can repeat, patience always pays off. Patience always pays off. Patience always builds, pays off. And so that is going to build a foundation of patience and bring in that energetic frequency of patience, which will make it more likely for me to be patient throughout the day. And that's a good thing. We talked about how chanting these vibrations helped us raise our vibration and how I used it to help my body out earlier. By holding certain things in your awareness and chanting these phrases, you're bringing the vibration of the phrases through to whatever you're holding in your awareness. For instance, if I hold my body in my awareness and I say blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings, those frequencies flow to my body. If I hold you, the listener, in my awareness and I say blessings of appreciation and joy to you, I feel that enter your field. If I stand in a room and I say blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings, I feel those vibrations enter the fields of everyone in the room. Blessings are very powerful and real, should the recipient be willing to receive them, and most people are. Let's recap here. We ask a question to break a pattern. Then we repeat a mantra to build a foundation and a new pattern to override the old one. And as we focus on building the new patterns and overriding the old ones, the way we begin to live our lives starts to shift. Because our thoughts will be entrained with new habits. And those new habits will bring in more and more of the beneficial frequencies we want to live in, which will help to transform our states and our baseline state of being. That's the idea, at least. One more thing you can do with those old patterns. We talked about holding something in our awareness and then chanting the phrase. What if we became aware of a a pattern or a habit of thinking that wasn't serving us and we wanted to break that pattern. Well, we could do what we would do. We could ask our questions, break our patterns in whatever ways, using whatever tools work best for us. And while holding that in our awareness, that that pattern was there, as well as any other emotions associated, we start chanting whatever phrase we've been chanting. So for instance, I notice a pattern that I feel weird talking to my family. And so I I notice this, so I keep my awareness on it. And I look at it, and I begin chanting, Blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings. Blessings of appreciation and joy to my family. Blessings of appreciation and joy to all beings. Blessings of appreciation and joy to my family. And so I watch as, first of all, the fire of my awareness begins to transform it and the new frequencies being brought in 
help to transmute it as well. Hopefully you're starting to see how this works. That's what I got for you. That is my new understanding of the power of repetition and how it can help us transform our lives. It's not too much different than what the power of repetition was as I previously understood it. It just has more of an energetic awareness to it now. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you, that you have things that you can apply to your own life with it now. May you be blessed with appreciation and joy. Thank you.